Good afternoon and thank you for joining us. This is the first of RAM's candidate interviews for the 2022 election. And today I am joined by my friend, Dave DeLeon. Hi guys. Uh, Dave, you know, as you know, the Realtors Association of Maui is the largest trade association in Maui County. We represent roughly 2000 realtor members now, a little over a hundred affiliate companies. By extension, we also represent the interests of their employees and family members. Why are you running for county council and why should RAM and our members support you? Why I'm running for county council uh, is um, a little bit of a story um, because uh, at my age, um, you'd think not, I wouldn't be doing this. But um, uh, I got really incensed at, in the last election when the county council, the existing county council, chose to attempt to change our form of government in a pandemic without any notice to the public, with the doors in the county building locked so you couldn't even go in and see them, um, they decided they were gonna change the form of government. So I, I got engaged again. I had dropped out of the county business altogether um, for a couple of years and we really wasn't paying a whole lot of attention until I saw that. So I had done a lot of work on county manager and I realized that that's problematic uh, in a community like ours. Um, and I, it really did a lot of study because um, I, was, I was involved in a, a council effort to, to do that earlier and they'd had an advisory panel. And I really studied it and no, I mean, let's, let's have a conversation before we do this, but they weren't having conversations. They didn't even want to have a public hearing. And I learned about it, literally learned about this proposal to, to change our former government and letters to the editors of the Maui News, because the, the Maui News never even wrote a story about it. So I was pretty incensed, and I, I, got, I got in a little bit, of, got back into the saddle and got involved with that part of that, that charter proposal, uh, uh, proposals that came out in 20. And I realized at the end of it that they weren't done, that they were going to be back um, uh, with the, the Charter Commission, which was going to start six months later. Um, with, with another run right at the same stuff. So I got myself appointed to the Charter Commission um, deliberately, deliberately to be a rear guard to try to knock down a lot of the nonsense that I was all coming. And, um, and it was there, it was deep. And, um, and, and the, at first it seemed like the, that panel was, was uh, stacked, but um, we managed to, to bring logic to some people's minds and actually change around so that the proposals coming out of the charter now aren't that bad, and one of them is really good, I think. Um, but it is open to debate, but they're not crazy. Like the, the, one of the proposals, for instance, was that the, the council could fire the corporation council every time, anytime they didn't like an opinion he said, he or she gave. Um, that's just nuts. I mean, you can't even hire somebody decent if you do that kind of stuff. But that was an actual proposal, and that was one of many. Um, and they've brought back some more. And, and um, for instance, the six charter, the six uh, planning commissions, um, they brought that back again on their own because we rejected it. Um, so yeah, I, I think it worked there. And I realized while I was doing that, I, after 40 years of experience in, in Maui County government, I realized that I had a kind of um, a kuleana, a responsibility to, to make sure this stuff doesn't, that the government doesn't go off the tracks, particularly with this set of uh, folks running the show. They seem to be only really, really interested in their own power. I mean, they keep on trying to extract power from the mayor. Rather than working with the mayor's office and the mayor, uh, they want, we want to be combative and take away the authority all the time. 
Um, so I was, that was, my radar was up on that, and I have one proposal in this charter set that I really want to see happen right, and that's the housing department. Um, and I'll get into that later in this discussion, but um, I am going to be focused on, uh, as, a, as a council member, I'm going to be focused on uh, housing like a laser. I'm, I'm surprised you didn't mention it uh, as part of the why should the RAM community vote for you. You used to have my job. Well, that too. I mean, <laughs> I, think, I think most of the people w that will watch this will know that, you know, I'm, yeah, I, I did the, uh, the GAD position. I was at the GAD for, for Maui for 10 years. It was a real education. I, I loved the travel and I loved uh, uh, going to Washington and learning the national politics around, around housing. And, um, and I think we really turned the wheel here um, for in the 10 years. Of course, we had a fairly good set of, um, of one mayor and, uh, and, and a council that actually could be worked with. So it was a different story than it exists now. But um, yeah, um, I was kind of like tailor-made for that job. Um, uh, haven't been a realtor myself. And sharing a lot of the values that the members share, um, you know, property rights and um, reasonable government that you can work with. Um, yeah, so I, I think uh, I'll be an ideal council member for, for uh, RAM members to come and talk to because I, I know exactly what the game is and I, I know what you, what you guys want. And, or if I don't know it, I'll, I'll allow you to explain it to me and I'll work with you on it. Now, Dave, uh, you, you'd briefly started to touch on it, but I want to give you the opportunity with this next question. It, we all know that affordable housing and housing in general is a huge issue in Maui County. Um, we've got just a growing housing deficit for what our needs are. What do you think the cause of this housing crisis is and how would you address it as a council member? You know, some of it is a, it's a national phenomenon. I mean, um, you think like uh, neighbors attacking housing projects in, in an NIMBY form, uh, not my backyard, would be, you know, the Maui problem. It's not. It's national. Uh, and it's big scale uh, affecting housing all across the country. It's a philosophy that I have mine. Uh, I don't have to worry about anybody else having any. Um, and then there's uh, uh, something that's pretty endemic in Hawaiian politics, and that's the over-regulation of land use. Um, and that has caused... Um, I mean, it, it just you know it takes ten years to take agricultural land in, into into a zoning that you can actually start using. Um, the Malailani project took forty years to, to start to be realized. Um, the the Waikapu one has taken at least been twenty now, um, and I mean I I sat in rooms that um, uh, back in the eighties uh, watching community plans being developed, um, which are only just just being realized uh, at this time. Um, so. It's that kind of draw, drag and, and the kind of slowness of the process. And I can understand the need to protect the environment and not to have it overrun. Um, but at the same time, uh, we're not addressing the housing needs of our community. And um, it's also a philosophical thing. I mean, we feel like we're a rural, rural community, so we don't want to have a dense development. Um, but if you don't have dense development, uh, at, this, at, this, at this price point, uh, we're in trouble because uh, so there's a lot of things we need to do, a lot of things we weren't willing to do. I mean, who knows? I mean, there's, there's marginal homes and other kinds of issues, other things that you could be doing that we don't really push here. Um, that um, one, one of the things I think happened with Maui, um, and, and I think the other neighbor islands as well, is that you, we used to have camps. 
um, you know, these uh, plantation camps. Uh, when there got to be, it got to be problematic for the water systems because they were only getting water out of the ditches. So the, 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 the owners didn't feel like putting in water systems for it, so they bulldozed them. That was the inventory you would find in like older cities and older towns. It's the equivalent of those old, those old houses, those old beat up houses would, would still be having people living in them if they still existed. Um, and, and maybe a lot of the people you see on the street, um, but at least it would be a house. Um, but they all got bulldozed, thousands and thousands of them got bulldozed. So we lost that kind of inventory of old stock. Good to start or you want some more? I, I think that's, that's great to start. Um, do you have any policies that you want to pursue at the council level? Uh, oh, for, for housing. For housing, yes. Yeah, well, for, for starters, um, I think I just mentioned it earlier, um, I want to see uh, uh, us develop a, what I call a, a, a Department of Housing Development. And, and that was my original title for the thing. It's going to come out as the Housing de Department. But the way I envision it and the way the proposal, proposal in the Charter Amendment is written is um, so this would be a department that will focus on development of housing units as opposed to being a social service agency. So the social service agency aspect of housing will remain with human concerns under this proposal. So, um, and this, this body will have um, an advisory committee, uh, ideally, it's the way I set it up, it's, um, it's supposed to be bankers, um, economists, um, Builders have, you know, they really know what they're doing. Um, uh, just a wide spectrum of people who can bring the, bring a, a different perspective and a change of paradigm on, on housing development. I've uh, seen Victorino, uh, Mayor Victorino, uh, uh, um, take action that I think is a good direction, is, and that is uh, the county's going to start putting in, putting in infrastructure to take some of the cost off the house, the, the unit developments, so that um, so that they can bring down the cost. I mean, in the old days, the, the government did all those infrastructure things. Uh, and then and around the 70s and 80s, it started doing impact fees and, and our uh, requirements. And so if you're going to build a housing project, you had to do all the off-site as well as on-site uh, infrastructure. I, I believe the county should be doing the off-site development now. Um, for, for projects that are certified to be going to uh, working class residents um, of Maui County. That's going to be the trick: is trying to limit, uh, limit this to the people we're targeting, and not because you know, we're going to be using tax dollars. Um, so we need to be able to defend it and make sure, number one, that it goes to uh, working-class citizens um, that um, that we need our, our middle class, the guys that are leaving right now because they can't afford to live here, um, and two, uh, we need to be able to ensure that those units stay affordable. Um, if we're going to put money into it. Um, that, that shouldn't necessarily result in a windfall for anybody in the end when they decide to cash out. Right now, um, uh, I'm on the board of Nahale O'Maui, um, and uh, we were trying to buy a house in Waikapu recently, and we couldn't because uh, Waikapu, this is Spencer with Waikapu, um, million dollars for a house in Waikapu, um, in that subdivision. So this is a, that's a that's a classic example of what happens when you when you have a ten year buyback uh, and then you have something like this pandemic happen and it just jumps the market all you know and it goes crazy and um, I don't know how we're going to ever claw that we won't be able to claw those guys back because they're they're all going to smell the same roses and go for it 
we need to, to look, it could either be the Nahale model, model or some kind of other trust uh, arrangement like it, but we need to be doing a community plan, a community land, a community uh, land trust uh, lease systems like, like uh, Nahali has uh, in order to be able to get people in their homes, uh, give them a chance to build some equity, and if they want to leave, then they get some equity out of it, but they don't hit the jackpot, and we keep them affordable. So, yeah, they're, they're primary. Um, they're, what I'm looking for that department to do, though, is be really entrepreneurial, um, not, not a standard bureaucratic department. It's not going to be, you know, um, the usual game. It's, it's supposed to be something that's going to try to find uh, unique opportunities, um, sort of like um, what um, the mayor candidate uh, Bisson's talking about with uh, taking uh, old uh, not old, not even, not even really old, but I mean, um, not pre presently well-used um, uh, commercial properties and turning them into, into housing projects. Um, we're sitting across from, um, from the marketplace. Um, that could be, that's got a huge parking lot. I mean, that could be for all kinds of stuff. Um, and you can either build up on the buildings that exist now, or if you can't do that, then you can build up in the lot. But that's a lot of space there that can be done, but it's gonna have to be we have, to, we have to start thinking in terms of uh, multi-story development in, in Kahului. One little project that I always thought about, and I haven't really done any more research on it, but I, I think it's viable, is the early increments in Kahului are big lots. Um, yeah, I think all you have to do is um, uh, give them A1, A2 zoning and, and let, the, let the owners go for it. Um, and if they need to have more uh, uh, wastewater or water capacity or um, the, the county goes in and does that to, to back them up. The county's going to have to be involved. If we don't get subsidized housing, then we won't have housing for our working class. And we're already, I mean, it's above working class. I mean, the hospital's having a hard time recruiting doctors because, I mean, they're on the record saying this, they can't recruit doctors because of the high cost of living, and particularly the cost of housing. Um, and, and, and say nothing of nurses. And, and then, um, and of course, uh, there's the continuous swing in, in and out of the teachers that come from the mainland. They, they're here for a year or two, realize they have to work at least two jobs just to pay the rent, and, and they leave. Um, and police officers, the same thing. So we gotta, it's, you know, when you say a housing crisis and you have your own house, people think, oh, well, it's not me because I got my own house. But when you go to the hospital and you can't find the doctor you need, then it is going to affect you. It's going to affect everybody's quality of life uh, eventually. That was an excellent answer. Um, real quick, do you want to take a swing at this economic diversification question? Well, yeah, I mean. So, so I, let, me, let me ask the question first. Um, you know, the, <laughs> okay. <laughs> the Maui community is, is obviously very concerned at our, our heavy reliance on the tourism industry and on tourism dollars. So one of the, the big talking points is economic diversification this election. And I would like to, to know if you have any policy ideas to support economic diversification in the Maui community. Uh, do I have the, 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 the silver bullet? No, I don't. Um, but I do have a little history. And um, I watched somebody else try to play the, the silver bullet. It was Mayor Tavares, uh, Hannibal Tavares, and Colin Cameron, who used to own uh, Maui Land and Pine, and he was actually, when he was actually in Pineapple, um, and uh, Senator Inouye. Um, 
they uh, created a, um, the R&T Park in Kihei. Um, they made a big run at uh, trying to bring in um, uh, high-end, high-tech uh, uh, development. Um, uh, a lot of federal money. There was a supercomputer. I don't know if it's still there or not in, in Kihei. Um, and uh, and a, a big hunk of it was the astronomy on, on the mountain and, and back and forth. And the, some of it was military. But I mean, the idea was to set up a, a, an R&T RT center, um, a, a Silicon Valley kind of almost thing, um, at the, at the, in the 1980s, I mean, early 1980s. And, um, and they made a good run at it. And some of that stuff is still there, like the Pacific uh, Disaster Center is still there. Um, I think some of the military stuff is still there. Um, but, um, but when we had like 9-11 uh, or um, uh, in the most recent thing with the, the pandemic, you could see that those kind of facilities keep running and they keep on uh, producing paychecks for a certain class of citizens, but it's narrow. It's not gonna, it's not gonna reach, um, you know, the, um, the Filipino community in Kahului as well. I mean, it's not going to affect, you know, the, the Micronesian community. People who are on the lower end of the spectrum don't, won't, won't really benefit from that. The other thought I have about that is, um, you know, if we're going to diversify, you have to be willing to give something. Um, there's people all over the world who die to have what we have here for you know, millionaires flocking here and, and dumping all kinds of money into our community. Um, it's something that um, this community really fought to achieve and really did achieve it. Um, so it shouldn't be taken lightly, but too much is too much of anything. Um, and, but if you're going to diversify, you have to be willing to give something. What I'm thinking about is this resistance to astronomy. For the life of me, I can't get my head around that. Um, um, so there's the resistance on the Big Island, but also it was here too. I mean, they were fighting to, the, to keep parts from going up to the Dananoi Telescope, which is a, a telescope dedicated to studying the sun. Can you think of anything that's more important to humanity than the sun? Um, and you know, it was like, um, and it was just like, I don't know, it felt like a, maybe like a fun thing to do or something. Um, but if we're going to have diversification, you're going to have to accept it. You're going to have to accept whatever additional cost that has to the community. It's not like a smelting plant. I mean, it's, you know, uh, anything you do economically, it's going to cost, going to cost some, have some costs as well. So our cost with tourism is too much, too much traffic and, and annoying people to come from in, in, in funny colored clothes. But I mean, um, there's a lot worse. Um, and I don't, I don't see agriculture ever coming close to it, except if, if California ever goes down and uh, we suddenly our oranges are worth something, uh, then uh, Mahipono might be on something, onto something in the middle of the, of the, but we're resisting giving them the water. So, I mean, yeah. you know, so, I mean, you know, um, you gotta give. I mean, if, if you wanna have agriculture, then I, I, I personally think we're blessed to have Mahipono because, um, <laughs> Uh, look at look at Central Oahu. It's been 40 years it's been sitting empty. I mean, it's just sad, and they never can get that going. And we're planning up our central plain like mad. And that's because there's somebody there, and there's, somebody, there's a water system that works, and they're able to plug it all together and make it work. That's a blessing. Um, we need to, ex to learn how to accept our blessings. 
Now, I want to finish off with three rapid fire questions. I didn't do it. You can't prove it. You don't have any evidence. It's <laughs> <That's> good. <laughs> okay. First, how long have you lived on Maui? Uh, 43 years. Are you a homeowner? Yes. What kind of music do you like to listen to? Everything. Everything. And what's your favorite genre of books to read? Uh, David, David Mitchell. David Mitchell. All right. Dave, thank you so much yeah. for, for the interview time and Great. best of luck. Great. All right.